Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. We've talked about AVG. We've talked about Devon Achan. Jake, it's time for you to grace us with your choice. When Chris Greer was sitting there and he like metaphorically had his feet up on the table saying, well, some guys, some fans on the internet are more worried about the offensive line than I am. Was he really picturing like Liam Eikenberg starting at different positions and the entire offensive line not giving up a sack? Was he really picturing like Kendall Lamb? Will we have him come in? Will we have Keon Smith come in? I don't know. They're both great. We can have them both come in and be no problem. Oh, we have Austin Jackson, a former first-round pick. Oh, you mean a former first-round pick who's playing like an all-pro? Is that who you're thinking of? I don't know what happened, man. I don't know if we all got men in black, like, flashed here and something happened. But what the Miami Dolphins have done on this offensive line is something I've never seen before. I mean, just in the last four weeks, they've had four different combinations. In three of those four weeks, they have combined for one sack. And, oh, darn, you have three sacks against the Jets, one of the best defenses in the entire league. The fact that the Dolphins, week 13 against Washington, you had Liam Eikenberg starting at left guard. A unit gave up no sacks. Week 11, he was starting at right guard against the Raiders. On the other side of the offensive line, no sacks again. I mean, there's some witchcraft. There's some wizardry. These guys need to be investigated because what Butch Berry and this crew is doing for this offensive line has just been so impressive. And there can be some debates made that this group doesn't have five all pros or five great offensive linemen. Your left tackle is going to miss six games. Well, the Dolphins seem more than prepared for all that. The Dolphins seem to know exactly what they want, when they want it, and how to use it. And I think that's been so impressive seeing someone like Lester Cott come in. I mean, Robert Hunt, or excuse me, Robert Jones started for a game, and he was supposed to be their key backup piece, and he's been gone out of the lineup. God, I don't know what it's been about this offensive line. I couldn't just pick one player here. It would have been awesome to hype up. Uh, Lester Cotton we could less we can hype up Nancy Pomplosi if we wanted to but overall (laughs) this entire offensive line starter backup Isaiah Wynn it does not matter everybody has been a success on this offensive line and for not only to have one position but five positions all marching in the same direction for so long it's just been so impressive to watch yeah, I'm in complete agreement. I don't think any of us expected this offensive line to be playing as well as they are. You know, we we talked about all offseason, if they could just get average offensive line play, not even not even top 15, just top 20 offensive line play, then this team's going to be a lot better. Well, they've turned around and probably given us top 10 offensive line play. How many not- sacks do you think they give up a game? And where do you think they rank in sacks per game allowed? I, it has to be low. You have so many games where they're not giving up any sacks at all. So I would say two, somewhere around two sacks per game. And I think that's going to be top 10. Like I said, they're actually third 1.5 wow. sacks allowed per game wow. behind Kansas city and Buffalo. And they're averaging just one allowed over the last three games. I mean, yes, the dolphins get the ball out super quick and that has something to do with it. But I mean, the offensive line, 
the story of the offensive line isn't told by sack numbers. It's told by the offensive line, the offensive success in general, and the fact they're all just walking. Sorry to cut you off, though. I'm just no, it. absolutely. And it, yeah, like you said, it's not just the passing game; it's the running game as well. This Dolphins running game was non-existent for how many years in a row? We had Ryan Fitzpatrick leading the team in rushing one year. It's like we we remember those 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 dog days, and it didn't just last one summer. It felt like those dog days lasted three, four, five, six years. And we're, we're coming out on the other end feeling good because in Butch Berry, we trust. He got these guys playing right. And like you said, I think I read somewhere, and don't quote me, I could be wrong, that this past weekend was the eighth different yep. combination of starting offensive linemen that the Dolphins have had this year in 13 games. And they're still ranked third in, in sacks per game, given up in least amount of sacks per game. That That's that's crazy talk. That's crazy talk. And, and you know what? We might see ourselves a different combination on Monday night. If Keon Smith is forced to start at left tackle. And if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that Keon Smith was going to start a game at left tackle, I would have told you that this season's over, that, that something went completely wrong and that we're just, we're just putting guys in there to see what happens. Everybody's injured now, but uh, that's not the case. Keon Smith played really well in his snaps that he got, Last week, when when uh, Tron Armstead went out and Kendall Lamb wasn't available, and and I'm actually kind of excited to see what would happen if Keon Smith starts at left tackle on Monday night, and I think he'll do well. I think you know, famous last words, but I think he'll <laughs> fill in admirable, admirably. I think he'll do a good job. And if you can get a, a, a backup left tackle or a swing tackle like Keon Smith on that cheap, cheap contract that he's on, and next year he's he's your guy that you plug and play. If Teron Armstead goes down, because, you know, as expensive as Armstead is, you're not getting out of that contract after this year. He will be on the team next year, and he will be your starting left tackle. Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing if Keon Smith is the reserve left tackle next season. So maybe we get a little preview of that on Monday night and, and hope everything goes well. Maybe it's one of those situations where that we've been doing this year where Armstead dresses but doesn't play but is is there just in case Keon Smith doesn't, doesn't light the world on fire. But uh, – yeah, it's just been a phenomenal job, uh, and and we've we've seen what has happened to this offense, to this team with above average offensive line play. And if this continues, it's going to it's going to be a great season, not just a regular season, but a playoff run and hopefully a championship at the end of it. I think it's crazy that's week 14 and we're sitting here talking about how the Dolphins offensive line is, you know, ranked this high, giving up this amount of sacks. And we're sitting here talking about the interchangeable pieces. I mean, you said it, guys, eight different offensive line units started. I mean, that's absolutely absurd, right? So to think, you know, you could probably show the roster to, uh, you know, an average fan and they probably wouldn't even know half these like Keon Smith and Lester Cotton. They wouldn't even know if they were real players. They sound like made up Madden players, but they're going out there and they're playing effectively. And you don't know what it is. Jake, you mentioned the ball coming out faster. That obviously helps, but it's in the run game as well. Is it the scheme? that so well and you just need a butch barry in here to coach him up is it um you know frank smith maybe putting his finger on a little bit i don't know what it is but whatever it is they're getting the most out of these guys and to think that liam eikenberg you know a guy we all kind of laughed at make jokes about is out there playing at any position and almost looking pretty damn good doing it i mean it's just absurd i think he's now throughout his career played at what all five positions on the offensive line which he i think he's like the 
the only active player to maybe there's another one. But either way, man, I mean, when you can have Keon Smith, I mean, Merrick sitting here saying, I want to see Keon Smith out there. I'm, I'm a little queasy. I don't know if I'm going to go that far. But the fact that Keon Smith came into that game last week and you did not miss a beat, it's just a testament to, um, you know, the scheme, the offense, the coaching. I, I don't know what it is. But again, we all have egg on our face. And I'm so happy that we're sitting here um, week 14 in December talking about how awesome this offensive line is, despite Teron Armstead not out there, despite all the injuries they've had. And I won't be sitting here being able to talk about Devon A.J. We won't have Raheem Mostert, you know what, leading the league in rushing touchdowns, doing everything that he does without that offensive line. Tua won't be an MVP contender without that offensive line. So um, I don't know what it is. I do think we got men in black flash, but, um, you know, hopefully the other next position that we have concerns about heading into next year, maybe they'll do the same thing and surprise us all because it's been an absolute treat to watch this offensive line develop and, you know, work together as a family. Next guy up mentality, they're taking it to a whole new level. Yeah, so the Dolphins are averaging one sack per game over the last four weeks. During that time, Connor Williams is the only player to start and finish all four games at their position. That's a little bit of fun with numbers because Austin Jackson got ejected from a game with like nine snaps left. But uh, And Austin Jackson deserves a bunch of credit because both him and Williams are the only offensive linemen with more than three penalties, but they've played the most snaps of anybody else on this entire team. Austin Jackson leads um, the offense in snaps played this year. So you play more, you're going to get penalized more. Matt's not too hard to figure out this one. Uh, overall, man, I mean, this is a Dolphins rushing attack that second in the NFL behind the Baltimore Ravens and rushing yards per game. I mean, it's just been an impressive, impressive. And they're not getting those yards from their quarterback either, like the Ravens are. That's a great point, too. I mean, you got Raheem Mostert being an absolute stud at 31 years old. I mean, you got Devon A. Chain coming in to help. And I, I just keep going back to, and this is kind of getting off topic, but just the conversations we had about what are the Dolphins going to do at running back? How are they going to make this work? And all of a sudden we don't have Jeff Wilson even being part of the picture, which I mean, it's just so fun to kind of go back and think about how focused we were on specific aspects of this team. Not only in the preseason, like week ones, week two, week three, and all of a sudden we're sitting here week 14 and, and so many things change. So many things happen. And the fact that the dolphins, nobody's falling off the train. Like everybody's been able to keep up, keep that pace. And it does seem like as we listen to like hard knocks and things, there's that fear of the, we were eight and three last year we blinked and we lost five straight games there. There is that little bit of doubt, but I mean, to see them keep overcoming it and having guys like Jalen Ramsey, who's going to laugh at you. If you have any type of fear, doubt of losing five straight games. I mean, the, the group's just coming together, the band's all together and they're making some great music. Yeah. So much focus on this team and, and uh, Mike McDaniel sitting there in front of that, in front of that crew, every meeting, saying the F word every three words or so. He, he probably holds the record for most F words in a single uh, Hard Knocks episode. <laughs> and, and who knows, you could have picked any of the three and he, he probably broke the record each time. But uh, yeah, he, he's given the team the right message, right? Don't focus on uh, the past. Don't focus on the future. Focus on the right now. Focus on your job today. What is your job today? And, you know, as people who cover the team, that can get a little frustrating sometimes because we're like, no, 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 tell us, tell us about that thing that we want to know about that's happening in, in a couple weeks or tell us about that thing that happened a, a little while ago or tell us, is this player playing this weekend? And he just, he won't give you anything except for what's happening right now in this exact moment. Sometimes he won't even tell you what's happening like in an hour when practice starts. He's just, he's so singularly focused on the present, which is a great mindset to have as a coach, as an athlete, as somebody, you know, who makes a living off of playing a professional sport because there's a lot of wins and there's a lot of losses and you get, you can't focus on either of those things. You just have to focus on the task at hand. Uh, and he's, he's done a great job getting these guys ready 
to play and get it, keeping these guys focused. So hopefully they can continue that. Yeah, and I think there were times last year where some of the players didn't even know who their next week opponent was because they literally were not looking past them. So um, I love how that kind of just sat there in the back of their mind. They're kind of remembering 8-3 and three at one point completely crapped the bed last season we're not gonna do that again and um you know so far they haven't right this is the most critical part of the season this is when the dolphins gotta go out there and use that one game mentality starts monday night against titan